This is Brain Diet, episode number 100. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Brain Diet, episode 100. Can you believe that we're here at episode 100? I can't, but then I also kind of can. (laughs) You know what I mean? Do you ever have that feeling where you can't believe that you're where you are, but then you also kind of can. You can see what got you to where you are. That's kind of how I feel. I can't believe that we have already done 100 episodes, but I can also look back and be like, well, you know, I have spent 100 weeks worth of writing and recording episodes. So it kind of makes sense <laughs> why we would get here because I love doing this podcast and I am so willing to show up every week. And so the idea that we've made it to 100 makes perfect sense because it's something that I love so much. It did cause me to be really reflective on the idea of doing something 100 times. When there's something that we want, if you are like me, then discouragement kicks in well before 100 attempts at getting it. Now, 100 is an arbitrary number. It's not like it is a magical number that if you complete something a hundred times that the universe changes and everything goes the way that you want it to go. Not necessarily how it works, but when we are in the attempt of getting what we want, we usually have a much smaller number as our high end of what we are consciously or unconsciously willing to attempt. Here's an example. If I want to whiten my teeth and after like one or two treatments, I'm like, you know what? This isn't working. I'm just going to give up. There's no way I'm ever going to whiten my teeth because it didn't work after one or two times. It's like, well, am I willing to try 100 different products in order to get the result that I want? Now, for me, the answer to that is probably no, because I don't really care that much about whitening my teeth that I would be willing to try 100 different products. However, there are many things in my life that I really, really want. And so Whatever it is for you in your life, if there is something that you really, really want, then it is worth asking the question, am I willing to try 100 times to get it? Am I willing to make 100 attempts in order to create this result? When you take a number that is large in this way, when you increase it, it makes other numbers not feel so big and large and scary. If you have a runner that is running a marathon, when they look at mile 11, They're like, no, we got this. We're at mile 11 and we still got many more miles to go, but we can do this. We're totally capable, right? Versus right now, if I went outside and said to myself I was going to run 11 miles, that would seem way too big to me. And by mile three, I would be like, and I'm done. That's that's about it for me. I'm not going to be able to do any more. But when you can increase the number to that much larger size to push our mind to the much, much higher end than it wants to naturally go to, it makes the other numbers not feel so big. It makes the other numbers, the other attempts feel like, yeah, well, I'm willing to do this 100 times. So attempt number 22, it's okay. It's okay if this fails because my willingness is drastically larger than maybe my natural inclination would be. The same thing in a workout. If you 
prescribed yourself in a workout to do 100 burpees, then when you got to burpee 27, you'd be like, all right, I'm committed to doing 100 burpees because of, you know, whatever health outcome I want. Thus, number 27, it's not that big. I can do 27, I can do 28, and I can do 29. Versus if you prescribe yourself to do 15 burpees, then the idea of doing 27 would probably seem pretty massive. This is all the power that you have in your brain to manipulate it to get what you want. If you can give yourself a number that is much larger than probably what's required to get what it is that you want, then the likelihood of getting what you want goes up. If you have certain health goals, certain physical or fitness goals, are you willing to go to the gym 100 times? As we are further into the new year at this point, many of us with our New Year's resolutions aren't as motivated, aren't as willing, aren't as hyped up about them. And I'm guessing you probably haven't gone to the gym 100 times in the first few weeks of the year. So giving yourself a number like 100, am I willing to go to the gym 100 times, it puts the likelihood of you achieving your fitness goals or at least getting closer to them way higher. For example, if you want to build a certain amount of muscle, if you are looking to gain some inches around your hips, right? Like if I were interested in putting muscle on my glutes, am I willing to do 100 leg days? Am I willing to go to the gym and work my legs 100 times on 100 different days in order to get that result? If you are looking to find a romantic partner, are you willing to go on 100 dates to find that person? It's easy to let discouragement kick in well before 100 dates. But if you are in the mindset of, no, I'm willing to go on 100 dates to find that one person that can be my romantic partner, then discouragement isn't as at the forefront of your mind. Because then when date number 14 doesn't really go well, you're like, well, that's okay. I know it wasn't meant to go well because it didn't. And I'm willing to go on however many more, I can't do the math in my head right now, to get to 100 dates in order to find that person that wants to be with me. If you get discouraged at date number 12, then you've only given yourself 12 chances to find a potential partner. But if you let yourself get to 100 dates, you've given yourself 100 chances, 100 different people in order to find your person. You can see how that likelihood goes way up. I, when we moved into this house, our, we got this brand new beautiful orchid that I had in our dining room and I've loved it so much and it was in bloom when we bought it and it died. That's not the right term, but it, I, I'm not someone that does plants, but anyway, the blooms fell off and I trimmed it back because I read somewhere on the internet to do that. And I have watered that orchid every single week for three years without a single bud of growth. Like I have diligently every single week, I don't think I've ever missed a week in the last three years for nothing. And I haven't seen anything come out of this pot. And again, that could be attributed to my lack of a green thumb. However, that being said, recently I was going for my weekly watering of this orchid and I saw some little buds and I wasn't even sure what it was, like if it was an actual flower blooming or if it was some other type of thing growing that shouldn't have been growing. However, as I kept watering and kept watching it, it bloomed. It grew so quickly over the course of just a couple of weeks. And I think now I have like nine orchid blooms on it. And for me, when I started watering the orchid after the other blooms had fallen and I trimmed it back, 
I knew I was willing to water it as many times as it took in order for blooms to grow again. Now, was that 100 times? Was it more? I don't know. I'd have to count. However, because my willingness was so high to do it so many times, even though it took me three years of watering, now I get to benefit from that. I get to benefit from every single week that I've ever watered because now I get to see those beautiful blooms. Now, they will fall off again, and that's okay, but my willingness is still there because I love that plant, and I'm so happy that we get to enjoy it in our home, whether it's bloomed or not. And so my willingness to do it a hundred, even a thousand times is totally there. Now, I want to speak to 100 times in the context of food, eating, health, weight loss, the things that I love so much. I have taught you about urges on this podcast. We talk about urges and the way that we have an urge to eat something when maybe it's not because we're actually hungry. When you have urge number one, when you have learned about urges and you first become aware, oh, I'm having an urge to eat and I probably am not hungry right now. This is because there's something that I don't want to feel. That urge feels a certain way in your body. Now, if you allow that urge without satisfying it, then you move on to urge number two. By the time you allow 100 urges without eating in response to them, without reacting to them, Urge number 100 looks drastically different in your body than urge number one. When you are willing to allow 100 urges to just be in your body in this way, it changes the experience of them that you have. It changes the way that your brain has an urge when it offers something and doesn't get satisfied. So are you willing to allow 100 urges in order to not have urges that are so urgent. It's a work worth doing. The same thing goes for planning your meals. It's really important to be able to have a meal plan, to give yourself the mental space the following day to focus on other things, and to also become more aware of when you have an urge for something. If it's not on your plan and you're having an urge for it, then usually there's something to look at. There's an urge to be allowed. Are you willing to plan your meals 100 times? And are you willing to eat on plan a hundred times? Imagine if you planned what you were going to eat and ate it exactly 100 times, even if not consecutively, but overall, cumulatively, if you were able to do that a hundred times, what might happen in your mental health? What might happen in your emotional health? What might happen with your weight? It might be easy to make a plan and follow it for three days and then on day four, get discouraged because you're not feeling motivated, you're not feeling inspired and life kicks in. But if you are willing to do it a hundred times, then when you hit discouragement at time four, it's like, well, that's okay. I can feel discouraged now and I can keep going because I'm willing to do this 100 times. If you're a salesperson and you want to sell something, are you willing to make 100 sales calls? I think of my brother that went and did summer sales and he was so willing to knock on as many doors as possible in order to make the money that he wanted to make. And my guess is it was 100 plus doors that he knocked in order to achieve his desired outcome. But would you be willing to make 100 calls for the sake of the one sale? If it's something that you really want, then increasing the likelihood of it happening is important. Thus, increasing the times you are willing to take action is the necessary measure to take. I am constantly paying attention to my parenting. I am always trying to improve. I'm also a hot mess half the time, but I'm doing my best to be aware, to pay attention, and to love my kids as fiercely as possible. 
One thing that I have been implementing with this same idea 100 times is, am I willing to breathe 100 times before reacting? There are moments where I want to snap, I want to get angry, and my willingness to breathe before I do that is what allows me to not react. If I'm willing to take one breath, then I don't snap, I don't react. One breath is all it takes. And I've decided I am willing to do that 100 times. And I'm willing to keep track of it so then I can see how many times I've done it in order to show myself I'm capable of changing. I'm capable of being different in the way that I'm approaching my kids. I'm capable of not simply living in such a primal reactive way. I'm capable of being thoughtful and not reacting and showing up as the mom that I actually want to be. Does that mean I am able to do it every single time? No. But every time I do take that breath, I make sure I take note of it. I make sure I track it so that I can be aware of the efforts that I'm making that are working, that are accumulating. I also just read this book called 10% Happier by Dan Harris, and it was really fascinating. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I would recommend it. And he talks about his discovery of meditation. And he went on this long 10-day retreat, a silent meditation retreat, where they were basically meditating all day long. And he talked about his desire to be able to meditate because of the benefits that he knew were available should he be able to do it well. And though he doesn't use the number 100 exactly, he talks about the amount of times he attempted to meditate and failed. The amount of hours that he spent meditating. Now, for someone like me that is also not a very experienced meditator, but loves it when I'm able to do it and when I'm able to practice at it, I love to apply this idea Am I willing to try meditating 100 times? Am I willing to sit for 100 intervals of five minutes over the course of days, months, weeks, whatever? Am I willing to do that in order to reap the benefits of meditation or potentially reap the benefits? And the answer is absolutely yes. I'm willing to have 100 days where each day I sit for five minutes and try to meditate. Some days I'm more successful than others, but I'm willing to try. I'm willing to set the timer and try to drop into my mind because I know how awesome and valuable meditation can be. Tracking all of your efforts can be really important to clearly display successes. So whatever it is that you want, question if you're willing to do it 100 times and then ensure that you are able to track it in some way. Whether it's on your phone, whether it's dropping a bead in a jar every time you do it successfully, these things accumulate to big changes. And so illustrating to your brain those small efforts and every time you succeed is so important because each moment is very small, but the compound effect of each of these moments combined is what works in your favor to create the results that you want. It's what works in your favor to create change or to create something different that maybe you've never created before. And if you fail, if you try to do something and fail at it, it doesn't mean you start over. You just keep going to accumulate your 100 attempts, your 100 successes, whatever it might be. With these attempts, you can either desire to create an outcome, like if you're going on 100 dates, the outcome you are trying to achieve is to find a romantic partner, or it can be a product-based endeavor, meaning by the end of 100 urges, I just want to have accumulated allowing 100 urges. So maybe in the middle of many of those attempts, there were failed attempts. You had an urge and you satisfied it. So you just let that be, but you continue on without starting at zero. The idea is to get to 100 allowed urges. Either way, whether you're trying to create an outcome or a product, tracking your attempts is so important. Because like I said, it does seem so small, each effort. 
but each effort is important and valuable in getting you one step closer to 100. Now, you don't have to do everything 100 times. But if there is something that you really want, are you willing to take action 100 times to get closer to it? It's a question worth asking with every endeavor. And sometimes it doesn't even take 100 times to succeed, especially if it's an outcome-based. Maybe date number 64 would be the person that you want to spend forever with. But the willingness to do it 100 times makes it so much more likely. If you are embarking on any type of 100 times journey, it's worth enjoying. It's almost fun to enjoy the accumulation of those actions. Because if you have a really bad 15th date, that's okay. It's just a funny story to tell, a really interesting journey that is leading you to the result that you want in your life. When you take these small actions, like going to the gym one time, it's an action in delayed gratification because going to the gym one time isn't going to change your fitness, whereas going to the gym 100 times is much more likely to. When you can track things, you do get some instant gratification from seeing the win each time you log it. That's why I think it's so fun to be able to keep track of what you're doing because then your brain gets a little hit of dopamine every time you log, oh wait, this is one more time, one more thing that I've done that's putting me in the direction of what I want. Doing something a hundred times and acknowledging every single step of the way gives you enough motivation to go on to the next one. To be like, all right, I did it one time. I'm one step closer. Even if it was a total failure, it was one more date that's putting me towards the person that I want to be with forever. It's one more door that I've knocked that's putting me towards making the money that I want to make. So think about what it is that you want and then consider tracking, taking action towards it 100 times. It can be really fun and you can learn so much about yourself And my guess is by the end of the 100 times, you will be a much different person in all of the right ways. That is all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Hey, do you have a coach guiding you through your weight journey? If not, I would be so thrilled to be yours. I want to invite you to come work with me in my private one-on-one program, where I create an individualized plan for you based on your body in order to create the results that you want. I teach you how to not even want the foods that are sabotaging your physical goals, all while learning how to be more confident, how to feel better, and how to up-level your life. We work to create the body that you want and to feel good doing it. To sign up for a free mini session with me, check out the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon.